Good evening, Rabbi Isai. Continuing along here, Perak Hamishi, fifth Perak of Shara Bechina. And he says, well, really, what we have to do is we have to get an appreciation of the human being and the human body in order then from there to extrapolate and get a, a, an understanding, really, of the world at large. He says, when you think about it, you see the great wisdom by Echelas Bakoil. You see all of this. So we explained, as we saw last night, that the whole combination of the of the human body, both the physical side of it and the spiritual side of it, which really, if you think about it, makes no sense. Why should it be that we could only exist when we have a physical part? And we have to sustain that physicality, otherwise a person just expires, even though that life source of a person is not his physical be- being. It's not his fingers, it's not his flesh, what is it? It's his neshama, it's his nefesh, it's a spiritual, intangible, unseen part of him. But yet, the only way it works together is working in tandem to have both. This, this idea is really expressed in a bracha that we say on a daily basis. And just to get an idea of it, we're going to read it from the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch, Simen Hay, a short Simen uh, Vav, sorry, Simen Vav in Shulchan Aruch says like this, When a person leaves the restroom, he should make a bracha. He makes a bracha. Now we begin. Then we say the one who formed man with wisdom. Says the Shulchan Aruch now. That the creation of a person indeed was with unbelievable wisdom. Some understand it. That really the body is can be compared to a flask that's full of air, which has It's full of openings, as we're going to explain. Some say, what does it mean? Hashem created us it's a different idea. We say Hashem created man, meaning first Hashem created everything in the world with all the food and the ability to exist, and then He created Adam Arishan. But that's how the bracha continues. Hashem fashioned the human being with wisdom, remarkable wisdom, and He created him with many openings and many cavities. Why do we have a double expression? Nikavim Rabim. Because there are many different openings. For example, the Peh, the Chaitem, the Pitabas. We have openings like the mouth and the nose. These are different openings. We also have different hollow organs, different cavities. Like the, the heart and the stomach and the intestines. And the Brocha says that if one of them would be closed, or one of them would be ruptured open, it would be impossible for a person to survive. 
explains, this is what we say in the bracha. Says the Shulchanor, you know what the pshat in that is? That if among the body openings, there was a, an opening that was closed, for example, the mouth, when the fetus was in its mother's womb, which is closed, and then when it emerges into the world, it opens up. If when it emerges in the outside world, it would remain closed, you wouldn't be able to breathe. It wouldn't be able to survive. Right? And if one of the inner hollow organs would be ruptured, an also person wouldn't be able to, to survive. You know? Nowadays, Baruch Hashem, there are ways that you could quickly get a surgery to close it up. But other than that, a person has a very little amount of time that he would be able to remain living. And that's the pshat in the, uh, in this bracha. So, just to, when we talk about the, the chokhmah, we talk about the wisdom of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the creation of a person, and we realize that this is really the bracha. Uh, this past Rosh Hashanah, so it goes back a while, well, the Rosh Chodesh Nisan already. So, about six months ago, on Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, that is, on the first of Tishrei, Rosh Hashanah, we spoke out something from Rebinkas Zatzal, and he says there are two brachas that deal with the human body. One is Roife Chole Amo Yisrael, that's Rafainu, and the other is Roife Cholbosar Umafli Lasois. Who heals every f- human being of flesh? Umafli lasses and does wondrous things. And Rapinkas Zatzal pointed out something beautiful. He says the brach of Rafainu is when a person is sick, he has to daven Rafainu to get healed. The brach of Ashayotzar is the bracha to remain healthy. It's a totally different bracha. It's a totally different segula, if you will. What, what could be gained from concentrating on that bracha. It's before a person has anything wrong with him. It's the appreciation that if it, this stays open, that stays closed, because if it would switch around, if it, you wouldn't be able to exist. That appreciation, number one, that of the chachmah, the great wisdom that Hashem did in creating the human being, everything is with ultimate and absolute perfection, which obviously any sane individual with common sense would understand this has to be by by uh, divine design to create such a thing, and it can't just well it just happened to be like that, you know. A few meteorites just crashed together, and all of a sudden the human beings with the intricacies of the human anatomy. So the appreciation of that wisdom and the fact that everything works, the the hollows remain hollow and the openings remain open. That is something that we should not take for granted. And therefore we continue along now. The Achakach after that Chashoiv, we should consider Bachanois Haboire of the grace of Hashem Yisale, the exalted one. Bahanagosias Adam of how he guided the person. Ashasamloi Betanimoi, that when the person is first born, Hashem put him into the womb of the, the mother. Lamatza Betchilasinyanoi. It's sort of like a, he he put him in that couch, you know. He put it in a in a perfect environment. You know what it took? You know how many millions of dollars in research it took to create the incubator, 
for, for an infant a day or two old that needs a little bit more development because it came out early. Yeah. Hashem did that free of charge, by the way. Yeah. Free of charge. You have a perfect incubator for approximately nine months. The perfect setting for this fetus while it devel- develops. Shomor is in a protected place. Umivtsar Natsar in sort of an, a, an enclosed protected fortress. Mokim where no hand can get to. It's never too hot, never too cold. Perfect. You know, the fetus never says, could you turn down the AC, please? Never like that. It's perfect temperature, exactly what's needed for all of those months. With pure shield around it and and also the nourishment that it is being given traveling through the mother's body, giving the nourishment necessary to that fetus. Then, it continues developing bigger, till it's strong enough to have movement. I assume it doesn't mean movement at the time inside. It's not really moving anywhere, but strong enough that the limbs and the muscles could have the ability to then move when it emerges. That it gets its food. It didn't have to do anything. You know, there's a reason why the Chazal compare the existence of the fetus in the womb to Adam Arisha in Gan Eden before the Chet, which the Gemara describes in Sanhedrin that the Malochim would strain him wine and roast meat for him and just mamish feed him as if they would just spoon feed him. And that's the way it is with the fetus. What did Adam Arisha do on Gan Eden? He learned with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what the fetus does. He learns with the Malach in the womb. So that's the existence. Again, he reiterates this. He's in a place totally protected. No one can get there. No one can enter. And as it gets bigger, just perfectly the amount of food that it needs to, to sustain itself all the way through. And we get to the point, he says then, and after that, he emerges from the womb. El derech tsar, a very narrow opening. Yeah. No one said like, uh, okay, now's your ticket, time to come out. And, and they start to do, on a normal procedure, if everything's going healthy, which is most of the time, yeah. all of a sudden Hashem decides, okay, now's the time. Now's the prescribed time for this child, this person, to emerge and exit into this world. And You don't have to do anything to help. Hashem says, when it's ready, I will tell you now, I'll let it go out. It's only with Hashem, the merciful one, the compassionate one, who is constantly giving compassion to every single creature that He created. As Hashem said Himself to Eiv, Hashem described this when Eiv was complaining. I don't know if we have time to go through the entire Gemara, but we'll just cite a little bit of it. When Eiv was complaining about the suffering that he had, and he says, this is not fair. Almost to say, you know, when we complain and we say, why me? Why is this happening to me? 
in a, in essence, we're saying, Hashem, this is unfair. What we're really saying is, Hashem, you got the wrong person here. Unfair means I don't deserve it. It should be the, the neighbor down the block. I have a few people actually that I think you should. But that's really what a person is saying when he's complaining. And that's what Eve was doing. Eve was saying, Hashem, maybe there's some sort of mistake over here. Like, I'm not the, I'm the good guy. I'm not supposed to be going through all this suffering. So Hashem listened to Eve, and Hashem, you look at the Gemara above the Basra, that Tezayin Amad Aleph, halfway through, all the way down to the bottom, and then up to Tezayin Amad Beis on the top, you see different arguments that Hashem says to Eve. One of them is that Hashem says, do you know that every hair has its own follicle? Exactly its own source of nourishment for each hair that comes out. Hashem says, you know that I never get a mistake between one hair and the other hair? You think I'm going to make a mistake between Eev and somebody else? This is just the conversation that went on between Hashem and Eev. He's trying to, to, to bring Eev to the point where realize Hashem says, I have every detail of every moment of every single creature on this planet and beyond under my watch at every moment. I don't make mistakes. It's not like, oh, one second. Did something go wrong? Let me check the computer here. It never happens like that. Hashem is continuously watching and everything that happens is exactly as it's planned. But we sometimes have a hard time seeing that or hearing that. So Hashem gave Eiv a few examples. One of them, Chavis Havavis brings right over here. When he was talking about not even human beings, Hashem says, I'll show you what I do for the animals. Look at this. Hayodata is ledes yale sela. There's a certain mountain goat. Chayle la yolo is tishmar. Tishmar yirochim temalenu v'yodat eis ledetona. And the Gemara describes over there that there's a certain mountain goat that is cruel to its young. Maybe it's, it, uh, it annoys it while it's expecting and it wants to be cruel to its young. It goes to the top of a, of a mountain top and it backs up onto a cliff to let its young, this, this goat that it's about to give birth to, just go down and be killed. That's what the mountain goat does. Hashem says at that moment, I come and I, I have a, uh, uh, a bird that swoops down just to catch that goat right at, the, at that moment. And Hashem says, you know, if it would come a second early or a second late, whew, catastrophic. Then Gemara brings another story. And there's a debate amongst the Rishenim, uh, these realities of things that happen all the time, where Hashem is just sort of trying to depict the, the absolute close intervention to every detail that he has with every single creature. There's a rabag on it, but this is what the Gemara describes it to us to understand that it doesn't matter if this particular the episode happens. The other one is that there's a, uh, a the, the Yoel also over there, which the womb is too small for its young to come out. And at the time when it's ready to give birth, Hakadosh Baruch says, "Amazmin a darakin, which is a snake," and the snake comes and gives a little bite right onto the hind of the 
this female animal, and it softens it up just enough that the baby can emerge. Now, if it comes a little bit too early, that's it. You know, Lahav, do you know when you give the epidural a little bit too early? The woman could sit there for hours. If you get too late, it's not necessary anymore, right? So that Koshbogu says, I never miss the timing. The snake comes exactly at the right time. Now again, whether these are actual phenomena that happens, or it says a marshal, Hashem is telling Eiv, this is what I do, I'm exacting with every single person, where he is, at what time, it's never like, how did this happen, like, this is a mistake, there's no mistakes, this is part of the bitokum we have to have, here we're just in the context of Shara Bechinah to appreciate what HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it does for every single person, every single one of us, went through this whole stage of being encased and shielded and nourished for all of those months and at the exact time it's supposed to come out, we emerge out through this narrow opening and there we are into this world. And then as we're going to go through, we're going to go through the stages of a person's developing development, our Kodesh Baruch was indeed always watching him at every moment. Agutanak Rabbi and Agutan Shabbos.